0: Hello! Hi there!
1: And uh, welcome to episode 12 of We Go off. off!
0: How are you doing today, my dear Pamela? Oh,
1: I am doing fabulously well. How are you doing, Ethan?
0: <laughs> I'm doing pretty good. Uh, good. It's been a long journey. It's been a long weekend. It has. There, was, there was a lot of uh, excitement and joy this weekend. Right. But as we're winding down on this fine Sunday, it's. It's been nice to kind of reflect and just kind of chill out today, and I kind of have been just vibing, so it's really nice to hang with you and to get these episodes recorded and just like catch up on everything.
1: I Agreed. It's always super nice to hang out with you, and so yeah, it's been nice to get these last two episodes recorded and submitted so that we can end this season, but um, this is going to be the fifth and last episode of Spooktober, um, which is exciting, and I'm this, is a, this episode in particular is going to be talking about something that you and I both are intrigued by, yes. but it's very scary for both of us. Um, and we'll explain that more. But um, I guess, was there any stories you missed last time that you,
0: Ooh, you know- did throughout the week? Yeah, well, I mean, so, you know, I've been going to different parties uh, for uh, Halloween and stuff like that. And yeah. on Friday, actually, um, I had a really fun party. It was with uh, my cousin, and uh, she threw a great bash uh, oh. and um, just hung out with them. And uh, some of my other cousins had come to the party as well. So, like, it was just a really good vibe and uh, just really good energy. And... Good. um I just, it was, it's really nice to like uh, hang out with family. So I I just, I really, really enjoyed that. So, yeah, that's um, good. And I mean, in addition, I had forgotten to mention that uh, I have. Now, my, this new beautiful Pixel oh, watch. Oh, I can't believe wrist. you
1: forgot about that. I cannot you were believe so it either. Hyped I know. For this watch.
0: Literally, I think I had talked Pam's ear off about this freaking watch. And, like, he most of the time, upset. like, <laughs> I, I, I was. Honestly, well, okay, I was a Pixel user, right? So, um, wow. I had been expecting a watch from them for literally, like, four or five years. And so, they haven't
1: released it until now. They
0: didn't release it until this year. Wow. So, when they did release it, I was so hyped because I was, like, so, so, so excited to, like, finally get this freaking watch because, like, um, there was, like, so many good specs with it and I, so with Android, like, you know, I will give Apple this. Like, they always have, like, a very good, like, atmosphere and, like, with their uh, Apple Watches, it's always, like, really polished and everything and you don't really get that same thing when it comes to, like, Android because um, Google hadn't really released, like, their kind of rebuttal to the apple watch so since they have released this watch i just i'm so in love with it like it it runs so well i'm not being sponsored by google (laughs) even though i should (laughs) but um
1: sponsor us google (laughs) yeah
0: come on we're worth it. We're using I'm,
1: your Google Docs, too. Come on, using, man. <laughs> we're
0: using Google Docs. We've been using Google Podcasts. Like, listen, we're using everything. Like, just Google. give us the freaking money. <laughs> I mean, we're, we're worthy and deserving. But, yeah, I've been really enjoying it. Um, This one is actually the LTE version. So, like, I can, like, leave my phone at home. Oh, wow. And just, like, use this, like, on the go. That is um, so nice. And, yeah, it's just beautiful. Like, it's just a statement piece. Like, I feel like everybody looks at it and they just really yeah, enjoy it. So, it's
1: sleek. I'm like, ooh, ooh look at ooh, that one. Watch. Yeah, oh, I
0: know. Okay. Is, that, up. is that MK? Oh. Oh. Like, oh, is she fossil? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm so just funny. kidding. But, no, so, like, yeah, I mean, I'm not trying to, like, be materialistic in any capacity, but I was just, like, I've been so excited for yes. this thing. So, since it finally, like, rolled in. I've been really happy with it so i know
1: i had to tell ethan i'm like tell me about your watch he's like i forgot i, forgot. And I was like how'd yeah. you forget man but i
0: don't know i'm just so content like you're I, just, I just so happy <laughs> exactly. life is good you got your I'm watch bliss. yeah yeah you got your Hang
1: google in. phone your google pixel
0: she just uh, wants like to Google be sponsored. Yeah, I do. <laughs> Again, I will take your money, Google, <laughs> and I will spend it right back in your store. So just you know what, Google,
1: it. you could give me a phone and a watch for free. That'd be fantastic. You I will. And, and
0: then you will get information on her, but she will also be using your platform, right? And I think that's what you ultimately want at the end of the day. So,
1: ooh. ooh uh, <laughs> being watched. Yeah. I'm
0: <laughs> just kidding. Oh, you always are, baby girl. Oh, everyone's
1: <laughs> watching.
0: <laughs> always watching. Like, Apology <laughs> <laughs> So good. Aww, but uh, what's but... new with you? What what is something that you didn't get to mention in the last episode?
1: Um well, so I went on um Friday was just a busy day for me, but yeah. my little brother, he has this like fall festival he was doing into school. So I joined him for that. And it's kinda like a carnival theme Aww. where you like play games, you get some snacks, stuff like that. So that was super fun. I always love my little brother. He's like my kid brother, that's what I call him. Um I love him to death. He makes me so happy. So it's always fun spending time with him. And he always, um, I feel bad because like all of my siblings were all more in like the 20 year old range Uh versus him. He's like not, he's like nine. (laughs) Like he's really little. So, um, you know, I kind of feel bad, but. As long as you put yeah. effort forth, you know, and I hang out with him more, it should be fine. So
0: no, and you're honestly such a good big sister. I think. um thank you. Um, I've told Pam this before, but like sometimes I'm a, like a little envious because this guy gets like a lot of attention from you, <laughs> and like I was like, if I would have had a big sister like that, I'm like maybe I would like actually be the president. You know what I mean? <laughs> like I could aspire and be truly who I was supposed to be. Aww, so well, it's, thank you. It's that just really cool lot. to see, like how supportive of him you are and yeah. it's great
1: thank you I'm very much I, I like to think I'm a really kind and sweet person and I just want to spread the love and I just I love my little brother like mm-hmm. I said he's my kid brother my mom had him when I was like 14 so like honestly <laughs> when I would like I because you know I was at the yeah. age where I could at that point drive things like that and so I would take him out to help my mom out but anytime I'd like go to the store or, like run an errand with him Everyone would give me dirty looks. They're like, wow, look at that teen mom over there. Look at that teen mom. And it's just like, okay, first off, it's none of your business. And second, like, (laughs) this is my kid, brother. Like, it's not even my kid. It was just so funny. So, anyway, good memories with him?
0: Actually, you know, there's like a a funny thing, and this thought just like popped into my head. I, I, I remember thinking about this with my sister. Do you realize, like, the person that you're most closely related to is your sibling like? I don't know if that makes sense. Maybe that's kind of like, even though we're not high, but like, it's kind of like a high thought. Like, you only are related, I mean, okay, you're like fully related to both your parents, obviously. Well, but like, not, the, yeah, the DNA, like, literally, you guys. Both share, Oh, I get what your you're saying. So I don't we're, know how to describe No, it. You're, like, you're right.
1: Because, like, with your parents, you only have half of their DNA. Yes. From each parent. But with your siblings, you have DNA from both parents. depending. Yeah, yeah. so, okay, I get I, what you're saying. I don't know.
0: It's, like, a weird thing because logistically it does not work that way. But I've always, like, been, like... No,
1: but that's so true. You're right. You are the most closely related to your siblings. Which huh. is funny, though, because, honestly, you could look at a picture of my family we all have, like, the same face sometimes, yeah. I think. Like, we're different. You can tell we're different. We have different, like, personalities, characteristics, things like that. But we have, you know, the face of oh, both of my yeah. parents. And it's very prominent. You can you, see my siblings and know that's my sibling. Literally.
0: There is no <laughs> doubt in my mind, you know. Not at all. You
1: can tell. You'll, you'll meet one of them. You don't need to take a
0: DNA test to prove anything. Not at anything. all. Uh-uh. You'll just look at
1: their face and you're like, you're Pam's brother, huh? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Is, uh, we have very powerful, yeah, striking features, like you were yeah. gonna say. So, but no, yeah, that was what I did. Um, along with everything else I talked yeah. about in the previous episode. So crazy week, a lot of fun things to do. But you know, that's kind of how holidays are. It starts getting busier and busier, more activities I know. are planned. Oh, so. it's gonna
0: be a crazy end of year. I can already sense it. Oh <laughs> yeah,
1: tell me about it. Okay.
0: So- <laughs> your eyes said it all oh my god
1: yeah talk <laughs> but, to me in a month when i'm going crazy yeah for uh, you,
0: literally I, it's gonna be next party next house we're gonna be honestly, lady gaga over here you know. just going and going and going no we will. but um yeah you know we really appreciate all the love and support you know yes, this has been like you. a pretty good well-rounded season you know i think it makes us excited because there's a lot more stuff that we want to talk about. I Mm -hmm. think um, even, like, after we recorded the other episode and now we're recording this one, uh, we were kind of talking, like, you know, it's crazy because, like, at the beginning of this, like, we couldn't even, like, really listen to our voices. Yeah, Like, we are both, like, a little intimidated (laughs) to listen to it. But, like, now it's, like, it just feels so natural. And, like, Mm -hmm. sometimes I feel like I, I don't know. This just has gotten way more natural, and it's really yeah, cool to, like, experience that.
1: Definitely practice makes perfect. And I've always been one to be, like, super self-conscious about my voice. Yeah. I know a few of you – Um, I may have talked to you and been like, do you think my voice is annoying? I've, I've asked that to a few people. Aww. And they're like, no, not at all. Why would you think that? And it's just because – Like you said, in my mind, hearing my voice back, I'm like, oh! (laughs)
0: What am I? That's how I sound. That's how I sound right. It's
1: like, and people want to talk to me. Like, I'm just so dramatic. Somebody
0: hasn't, like, taken me out.
1: See, and that's what's funny. But, like, I never feel that way about anyone else's voice. So I think it's just something you feel solely about your own voice. Well, and
0: the way that you hear your own voice is different than how it sounds, like, over a recording, right? and
1: that's what's so odd to me. And
0: it's kind of the reverberation, right? Like, it's the way that, like, you are interpreting your voice and, like, how, like, it's moving through your body to, like, your ears. So, like, it is kind of crazy because we sound different than how...
1: we hear ourselves
0: ourselves. yes
1: very much so and that's what I think is mind blowing it's
0: kind of crazy yeah (laughs) like yeah so but yeah thank you guys so much for all the love and support throughout this uh, first season journey like it's been really cool Um, it's been awesome to share parts of myself that um you know people who are intimate in my life know about but like to kind of like
1: yeah put it out there it was a a
0: little daunting oh for sure like
1: Like sharing our little stories or experiences things like that throughout like even our opinions like i know in today's day and age it's like kind of scary to yeah talk about certain things because you know There's people who believe there's only one right answer. You know, it's black and white. There's no gray area. So that for me was something that was also daunting too. But being able to share, like you said, stories, our opinions, like our happiness and joys with you guys. It's been Mm -hmm. awesome. And we definitely want to keep going on this. So
0: yeah so thank you everyone we'll be back this is not goodbye just uh, no,
1: see you later all. see you next year <laughs>
0: <Not> <laughs> before we even say goodbye i mean we got this whole episode I so know. we got
1: to get our last episode of yeah.
0: and of course you know i think we're going to try to stay active on uh social media too yeah uh, we'll be posting like pam had said in the last episode some bloopers um and kind of just like our experiences as well we'll, we'll post right. it on social media And, um, again, I'll reiterate it. Like, you can find us on any of the platforms that we are on if you really miss us or, you know. um, And if you guys have any feedback for us or if there's something that you think we should maybe try for the next season or anything like that, like, feel free to reach out, like, either to personal handles or um, on the We Go Off podcast. Like, I think it's always intriguing to kind of hear what other people feel about it. And I think it's cool to kind of, like take some input and like kind of see where we can go with it so
1: very much so we've had a couple of you guys reach out in terms of like doing a react episode so that's something we're thinking about for next year Mm -hmm. um but yeah definitely anything you would love to share with us good or bad we'd love to hear it Mm -hmm. granted don't be coming up in here you know cussing us out because of something we did you know five years ago because who are you
0: just yeah, kidding. exactly. <laughs> I don't know. I can't even remember what I did last night. <laughs> That's exactly
1: <laughs> my problem. But no, this is definitely more for like, you know, starting conversations mm-hmm. regarding the topics we've discussed. So yes, definitely yes, yes, yes. let us know. And if you have anything you'd love to share with us, we'd be happy to read it or to look at it.
0: So. Yeah, for sure. And kind of like reflecting upon uh, the last episode that we had done, you know, uh, with paranormal experiences and haunted mansion. I guess I didn't realize how much uh we were both impacted by like the Zack Biggins. Yeah, haunted okay, well so mansion, that impacted
1: you know? me, but for me I didn't realize how much you were ch- being chased by demons, oh, man. Oh my god. I gotta beware. He's gonna pass on something to me. I know. <laughs> I'm
0: just gonna it's be... gonna be like that movie It Follows. You it's know? Gonna... Oh, no, no it's kidding. gonna but, be spooky. Um yeah, I mean it, it I was kind of envious like after like we were talking i was like wait you don't have like stories i'm like i do for I some know. reason like uh,
1: well i was like yeah all i got is that you know the mansion we went to that mm-hmm. museum and he's like oh i have so many and
0: i'm yeah. like well, what
1: do you mean you have so many and yeah. then just hearing all those stuff oh, that's so
0: creepy i mean i i feel like it's been mostly like circumstantial and like the environments that i was in as yeah. opposed to like something actually like maybe potentially latching sing- singularly onto myself. Well, so. I mean, a
1: lot of movies, I'm going off movies like it's factual evidence. Yeah, don't exactly. do this, guys. But, you know, in a lot of movies, especially like The Conjuring, for example, all it takes is for you to move into a house that has cursed, like, spirits yes. or people or a demon died there before. And that's all it takes for you to get these, like, scary experiences. So, like you said, I think it had to do with, like, where you were living. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah. So, I don't know. And, you know, it's kind of crazy, something I guess I didn't mention, but, like, you know how, like, sometimes, like, things can, like, latch onto like, an object or something like that? Right. Like, I remember within, like, even the church, like, I would hear, like, stories of, like, people who, like, they would get a painting or something like that and, like, try to get rid of it. Mm -hmm. And, like, it would latch on to the painting and, like, they would try to burn it and, like, it would, like, reappear or, like, they would try to throw it away or give it away and it would, like, show up at their door. Like, so, I mean, all things considering, I'm just... I'm lucky to be alive. I'm lucky to <laughs> so not have a, a cursed object. I said maybe a Pixel Watch will be the cursed <laughs> object. I mean,
1: Well, I mean, Google's will, now watching me. Quite you. <laughs> literally,
0: time will tell. You know what I mean? Uh, that's that's ah, a good That's one. funny. But, um, yeah, so, I mean, it, it was really cool to just talk about that. Yes. Um, you know, and kind of to, in the finale of this, we also decided to... Uh, switch up some things and so yes. uh, you want to tell the folks that we're drinking tonight
1: yes we really thought this was gonna be the most powerful drink of yes, this season I think it, really, it is. really had to be because we wanted to you know go out with a bang so um tonight yeah. what we're drinking
0: is is water <laughs> <laughs> oh, Cheers. My god. To that. oh my god this is the first thing you know what maybe this will be the most productive episode we've ever it had might be. so it I mean, just my we
1: both like we had a drink earlier but like we're kind of in a little bit of a hungover mm-hmm. uh face or so like might as well just hydrate and drink this water because um You all, I don't know. I've heard as you're an adult, the more the best drink as an adult is water.
0: No, and And I feel like it's so underrated, right? Like as a kid, like I would not rather die than drink water. But you're like, like, I
1: want juice.
0: I want juice. I want. And, like, now I'm, like, no. I'm, like, water is, like, what it's like. Like, I don't even drink soda unless it's, like, with alcohol. I'll be real with you. (laughs) Really? Yeah, that's the only time I ever really drink soda.
1: I might get a soda if it's, like, part of a combo meal. But, like, I don't actively, like, go out. Like, you know how there's some people that go to, like.
0: And get, like, cases. Well,
1: not even that. Like, they'll just go to a gas station every morning before work and get their, like, Route 66, like. That's
0: crazy. Dr. Pepper.
1: And they're, like, I need my Dr. Pepper to start the day. I've never been that no, way.
0: I think you were even telling me that you knew people um, in your life who, like, wake up in the morning and start drinking Coke and they just, like, go all yes, day. Yes.
1: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. No, there's actually this, uh, I don't know. Did I already tell a story about this grandma with I, Dr. Pepper?
0: No, I don't know if you did.
1: <laughs> so, there's this, like, interview. It's this little, like, video I saw. Um, but it's, like, this, like, 102-year-old lady. She's over here, like... Drinking this Dr. Pepper And the interviewer is like Oh I see you're drinking Dr. Pepper and She's oh. like Yeah of course I'm drinking Dr. Pepper She's like It has all the sugars All the good flavors It has what? everything you need in this And they're and the interviewer is like Oh like didn't your doctors tell you it was bad for you She's like, yeah, well, I had I went to one doctor, and he said I should stop drinking it. Yeah. And then I went to a second one, and he said the same thing. But, you know, they're both dead, and I'm still alive. So
0: oh <laughs> she's, like, God.
1: taking a sip of this Dr. Pepper, and yeah. I'm, like, badass.
0: Yes. I, I don't know if he had ever actually talked about this. Like, you know, it's so crazy. Like, so, like, people who live, like, past 100, like, some of them, like, lived... Uh, lived like the perfect life so to speak like never drank alcohol right. like never smoked never did anything and then there's people who like smoke like six cartons of camels a day yeah. and like drank and like uh, they're like are still like t- taking like a shot like every night before bed yeah. and they're like over a hundred and they're just fine so i'm like what is the secret to life like is it just re- good genetics <laughs> i like, think it really I-
1: has to do heavily with genetics but also like um I think stress has a huge part to do with like our time life, like oh, our girl, span if of I make life. Oh, girl, thirty, it's gonna be beautiful. <laughs> at that point. You'll definitely get thirty. But um, no, I definitely think that has to put part to play. But um, you're right; there are people like there's another person like that was 105. I think they've passed a few years back, but they were interviewed and they were like, "So, what's your secret to surviving this long?" And they're like, "I drink a bottle of red wine a night." Yeah, literally. <laughs> like. So literally, yeah, you literally, know, yeah, they just drank a whole bottle each night. And it's, it's just crazy. like, I don't think that's good for you, but it, it made it work. They're, they're still alive.
0: You know, you might have to deal with me for a long time because in my family, uh, I have a lot of people who are, have lived over the age of a hundred. Really? On my mom's side. Yeah. Uh,
1: that's pretty cool. Yeah.
0: So we'll see. We'll, we'll see. see. For
1: me, um, I don't know. I might get it to make it to my nineties. That's my goal. But we'll see. You never know. Um, that's a long no, it's, time. It's, it's on our should. bucket list. It's on our bucket list. We're you gonna know. do it. Yeah. <laughs> <It's
0: gonna happen. laughs> no, but. I need it. I, this is why we're drinking water right now. You know? <laughs> oh my god. But anyway. yeah. So and then with the moving on mm-hmm. um, in the grand finale of the season, I want to know what is your song that's gonna finish this out?
1: Yes. So um, the song that I chose. Um, I've been very much into kind of, like, vibey music, as some of you may know. That's been my music theme this year, just in general. Um, So this is another one of those, like, vibey songs, and it's called Only You by Phantoms and Jem Cook. Mm -hmm. Um, I love Phantoms. This is, like, a new um, artist that I recently, you know, got associated with, like, earlier this year. And um, I definitely want to see them in concert whenever I can. I was so bummed because they came to Albuquerque like a month or two ago, and um, I already had plans, so I couldn't make it to that show. But like, yeah. I-, I bet that would have been freaking awesome. So I'll definitely, yeah. yeah, I'll definitely have to see them. But yeah, once again, it's a very vibey song. Um, but the uh, I guess like drop or the breakdown, like mm. the kind of like jam music, is really. I don't know, I love it. It makes me feel good. It gives me all the, like
0: the good feelings the good feelings of yes. you listen to a
1: song so that's why I chose this
0: song oh that's awesome no yes. I think that's great like I think you've been really killing the game with like your songs like you always I never know exactly which song you're gonna say but I always know it's gonna be good oh, so I think I always need. appreciate it for sure yes yeah. you and I
1: both have good music taste I think I think we do
0: <laughs> I, I mean I like to think so I like you know? to
1: as well I guess we'll release our playlist and see what other people
0: think yeah literally <laughs> well it's gonna be all over the place there's emotional songs songs in there yeah there's some, vibe-y there's some
1: like rap in there
0: dang like yeah we have like some throwbacks yeah you're gonna have no
1: diggity randomly yeah, thrown exactly. in there. it's gonna be great but watch
0: this playlist just blows up you know <laughs>
1: <Honestly>. <laughs> anyway ethan what's no. your song that you're gonna finish oh, us off with oh my
0: god well you know um i had re- referenced like my cousin's uh halloween party and yes uh part of that was you know it was on a friday night and i think the song maybe played like i'm not even too sure like i know i know <laughs> it may california have. girls by katie had played but uh. i'm not too sure about this but the song is of course last friday night t-g-i-i-f <laughs> <laughs> by katie perry of course and i mean this is just like such an anthem like of like kind of youth and just like having that kind of party scene and just like you know sometimes regretting your mistakes but also like living life living life in the pool and i feel like that's been kind of my anthem of the weekend and kind of like my life in general and so it's just it's almost kind of like a reminder not to take yourself too seriously too you know and i think honestly like one of my favorite artists ever is actually katie perry like mm-hmm. just overall like she is just such a lovely icon. icon like me and my roommate actually were joking so like taylor Swift, she had just released new music too right yes um and so me and becky we were uh kind of joking around like we were kind of i don't know when we like kind of concocted this theory but like so we were like it's so funny because we aspire to be um like kind of like the taylor swift who's kind of like has this kind of like perfection that she places on everything and, um... Kind of lyrically, always like kind of hits the nail on the head, but we're like realistically, we're more Katy Perry. More Katy Perry. Who like <laughs> we are like always like crazy with the songs like Peacock. Like I mean, who comes up with stuff like that? Oh, like honestly. you know, like um, and it's just kind of like she's a very um
1: <laughs> birthday. She, yeah.
0: Oh, birthday! <laughs> oh, you know I'm playing that for my birthday next week. Oh, oh yes,
1: I cannot. Literally wait. my
0: favorite song, but so. Yeah, I just like I really appreciate everything that she's put out and I just I feel like she's like a genuine person and I just yes. I really I act like I know her but um <laughs> we're
1: best buds. Yeah yeah on the weekend exactly. right? yeah. me
0: and my pal, Katy Perry. <laughs> 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 yeah, no, but uh so she's just really a vibe and um yeah so this song just It was, like, really a culmination of, like, this weekend, so I've been really appreciating it.
1: I love it. It's a perfect song for the last uh, episode of the season. But we're now at the point of doing our main topic for this last episode of Spooktober. So, um, I don't know about any of you listening, but I kind of, um, I listen to, like, Crime Junkie. I listen to a lot of, like, um... Crime podcast, I guess you could call them. And so something that's always kind of piqued my interest or been intriguing is the topic of serial killers.
0: Yes.
1: Yes. Um, so I guess I wanna start off by just asking this question. Ethan, who is your scariest serial oh. killer and why would you why are you so scared of him?
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, of course they kill people, but you know other than that spooky, yeah. <laughs> just a little
0: Um So for me, uh I think being a member of the queer community already because we're a marginalized group. Yeah. Sometimes that could be a little, I mean, it is scary. It's scary. Like there's moments that, you know, I have been harassed or whatever, or like, you know, like I kind of looking at the history of um, the community, like Mm -hmm. there has been a lot of oppression. There's been a lot of times where they were like, deemed second-class citizens and stuff like that. Right. Um, and so somebody that I get really terrified of is actually John Wayne Gacy.
1: Oh, he so, is so creepy. Um.
0: Yeah, this man is honestly, like, kind of the embodiment of, like, pure evil. And yeah. for me, I think I always was really intimidated by his story because, A, he... um. Obviously, we go after, like, men, um, Mm -hmm. young men, and Mm -hmm. some of them were gay men, some of them were not, but um, just the kind of psychological and the way that he actually went about kind of attacking his victims yeah, was so bad. Yeah, he them, right? To- yeah, he would yeah. torture them. Like, Ugh, I hate
1: yeah, torture. I, like- I mean,
0: a little, we should probably preface this because I'm sure for both of us, but like, there's going to be some trigger warnings yes, here like, please, um, in terms of, uh, you know, just like gore <laughs> yeah, and sexual assault and stuff yeah. like that. So if it is a little too much, Um, you know, just kind of check in with yourself, and if it's ever too much, you can skip ahead or you don't have to listen to this episode, but not at all. Um, yeah, I mean, this guy, so it had started pretty early on, so he was known like as kind of like a pillar of the community and so that was what was kind of really terrifying about it, yeah. right? Like so, um he actually was like on the board for like the Democratic Party, like yes. Um, he was
1: very involved.
0: Very, very involved. Like right. a part of the Polish community as well. Like he just everything he like kind of was involved and what was really bad is it's not like he was just a standard like pillar citizen quote unquote like mm-hmm. um he had actually gotten in trouble so like <laughs> he had a track
1: record he had and a track still record already so like <laughs>
0: yeah. um he had gotten uh, convicted for 10 years in prison for um the assault of two young men mm-hmm. and as like so we have kind of been doing a little bit of research in it and like one of the videos that we had watched, um, they had mentioned that, like, he had, like, done this assault while his wife was in the freaking hospital. Yeah, in giving, labor. Giving birth to his child, like, what, I mean... What a like, guy. What a guy. Like, you know, <laughs> your wife is uh, giving birth to your child. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go assault...
1: Two men. Two men. Like, Straight that's great. Up, yeah. That's definitely the mood. Um, Ugh, terrible.
0: So, like, he had got served 10... Was supposed to serve 10 years and only served 18 months there, right? Of and course. so... I think for me, it was just, like, a very, like, what the fuck. Like, it, th- that was, like, kind of the failure of the the, the police system already yeah, right there.
1: exactly. And,
0: you know, like, even just, like, in the time where, like, he was doing a lot of the evil things that he was, like, he was uh, still, like, going to, like, people's birthday parties. And, like, right. he had, like, this alter ego of being... Pogo the Clown. Oh, that's like
1: so creepy. It's so
0: creepy. And, like, um, you know, I know... Uh, for me, I don't really have a problem with clowns. Like, I know my yeah. younger sister, she was, like, freaking terrified of them. Right. Um, but for me, I never really had an issue with clowns. But I think I, it's so scary to think that, like, something that uh, supposedly is to bring, like, joy to a child or whatever, mm-hmm. like, um, that you can kind of be so sinister like yeah that's that's terrifying you that know and rude. so um you know i don't want to like ever glamorize uh the fact of him like what he did was heinous he had killed mm-hmm. 33 people and it was really disgusting because he was um had no empathy really None. like um, total
1: sociopath totally
0: sociopathic you. and the way that he uh, was called in by the police and uh, they brought him in and he, uh, you know, had just, like, put a body in the river. But he comes to the police station. Right
1: after. So right after. It's not, and, nothing. And,
0: <laughs> and not even getting cleaned up or anything. Like, he comes, like, dirty as fuck. Right. But, like, coming to here. So, you know, it was just, like, a really disgusting thing. And, like, mm-hmm. he would go to some of the gay bars and stuff like that. And he would cruise, whatever. And, like, he would take guys home. And then he would murder them like murder them and so it's just I think for me what really terrifies me with him is the fact that like me as um a 23 almost 24 year old uh gay man like I feel like I try to be very aware of my situations and Mm -hmm. stuff like that um in terms of like people if I'm talking to them or my encounters but uh you know he obviously had presented a good front like enough that some of these guys had trusted him and to have that trust betrayed and to literally lose your life over that like when something that you really shouldn't have like that's terrifying because like especially like in some of these instances like sex is like a very vulnerable thing and to like almost like give yourself to someone or to trust someone enough to like go home with them or something like that like that that should be something that should be honored and always be respected and the fact that this man took advantage of these men like it just it terrifies me because um i think i'm a very trusting person Mm -hmm. and so i think if you present yourself good like not even just sex wise but just like i'm a very trusting person in all aspects of life so to have that trust betrayed is just horrible and terrifying yeah Yeah, so
1: that's a good point i mean i know a little bit about him too but like he um when you talk about him being like a pillar of the community like i think that's why he got away with it for so long was Uh. because you know he was, you know, a white man who had a family and kids, yeah. and but you know he had a business like a KFC restaurant he was running. He had exactly. a construction business, like he brought a bunch of like I guess revenue and like mm-hmm. added value to like their community in terms of just like economically. Well, and so, what was
0: scary is also like he was like extroverted, right? Because I think with serial killers, at least from my perspective. You kind of think of these people as, like, recluses from society, right? Yeah. Like, somebody who, um, like, just is in their basement the whole time and they only come out just to, like, collect another uh, right. victim. But, like, yeah. yeah, to, like, have somebody who is, like, so actively involved yeah. and, like, who is supposed to be providing, like, added value to the community but then, like, to literally be...
1: <laughs> Taking it, you know... Creating
0: some of the most heinous crimes yeah. in history. Yeah,
1: I mean, and it just, it makes me so mad because, like... Um, my serial killer kind of was uh, occurring around the same time, mm-hmm. probably a little bit later. Your um, John Wayne Gacy probably already got caught, but uh, it just bugs because like there was just so much like power given to like the traditional white male mm-hmm. that like they were able to get away with so much bad stuff, like Dahmer, yes. Gacy. The one I picked was Ted Bundy.
0: Ted Bundy, yeah. And, like,
1: they all, in very similar situations, you know, the police didn't believe what the victims said about these people. Yeah. They would have, you know, families, people come up to them and be like, this guy is, like, taking people and killing them. And they're just like, I don't know what you're talking about, man. You're gay. I can't talk to you. You're going to well, give exactly. me the gayness. And you're like, okay, man. Literally. Talk literally, about homophobia to an extreme. homophobia was an
0: extreme. And... I think something that really, like, um, also, like, I think has been, like, a realization kind of, like, as, like, I don't know how to say it, like, not that serial killers are now popular, but I guess, like, since there's been more light shined on serial killers is, I think, something that I didn't realize with a lot of these cases is, again, it seemed like. They were just doing it in secret that, like, nobody knew about it. But, like, a lot of these cases, the police had a pretty damn good idea yeah. about what was going on. And, like, no action was taken. I
1: mean, granted, there were, like, I, I bet there was probably a few killings that, like, no one had any idea of. But, like, for the most part, these people had families. People that cared about them. And you're telling me, you know, for especially for Gacy, like, I think there was a part where, like, a family... Um, their son was, like, going to meet with him for, like, a job at, like, construction yeah. site. And, yeah, I think you know, that was,
0: um, what's his face? Oh, my gosh, not what's his face. Um, <laughs> He'll the, find
1: the victim's name, but, yeah. um...
0: Uh, Robert Peist. Yeah.
1: Oh, okay, yeah. So, like, he, he was actually, like, it was his mom's birthday that night, I think. And so he was going to talk to Gacy about the job and then come his meet his mom after so they can, like, celebrate her birthday. Yeah. And he never came back to his mom. His mom waited for him for, like, an hour and then, like, you know, finally, like, started asking around. Uh-huh. Went to the police. Was, like, where the heck is my son? And they're, like, huh... You know what? Yeah. You think about that a little bit longer and come back to me. And it's Literally, like, I, why are you I, telling I, these victims of families to do your job?
0: You know, I think one thing that, like, is good that has kind of come out of this is the fact that, like... um In some of these cases, like, you know, like, missing persons cases and stuff like that, Mm -hmm. um, hours are freaking precious. And I think um, in the time since, like, a lot of these heinous uh, crimes have been committed, I think, if I remember correctly, they have lowered the time frame of what you can report a missing persons case. Oh, they have? I think you can do it basically as soon as you assume they're missing it doesn't have to be yeah. like 24 hours or something I,
1: mean, I would say that would make sense but it also depends on your police jurisdiction and who true. you talk to because in some cases police will take your missing person case right off the bat but yeah. unfortunately there's also a stigma right now that's still going around where it's like you know you go up to someone saying, "Oh, this this my teenager's missing." They're like, mm-hmm. "Oh, are you sure they didn't run away?" Yeah, what and did you like, do to
0: make a runaway? Or right, whatever. like, yeah. "Oh,
1: have they been like you know desiring to run away?" And it's just mm-hmm. almost like it's, this isn't like a police bash or anything. Like we, the police are great; they do things that then help protect us. But in these situations in particular, they very severely robbed the people that needed their help by, like, not even trying or not even listening to their worries and their concerns. Yeah. They just let, you know, you know, the white man, let the stand-up citizen, like, Gacy, keep doing what he was doing because, you know, I want to get KFC chicken.
0: Yeah, (laughs) for real. It's
1: so dumb.
0: Well, and I mean, you know, um, it's just, I think what makes me sad, too, is, like, especially with, like, uh, Gacy or... Uh, Jeffrey Dahmer, like, um, you know, especially like growing up, like, it was almost equated that, like, all queer people were like predatorial because of like some of these. Oh, yeah, killers. because like,
1: they all were like, you know, into young men. Like, yeah, yeah so exactly. they just assumed like if you were gay, you're prone to being like, like predatorial. aggressive. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: And it uh, that's like so disgusting to hear mm. and i just i don't know and like again i don't ever want to try to um to glamorize this because no what they did all. is very very um heinous yeah and you know uh, john wayne gacy did get the death penalty and i think you like. know in most cases i don't know if i necessarily Endorse the death penalty, but in like this case. I'm like yeah. He freaking deserved.
1: I don't know man. I'm horrible For me death penalty. I think it's totally valid if you've killed at least three people.
0: That's fair <laughs>
1: That's how I think I like agree. I'm not saying you know one person's life You know isn't valuable to the death penalty because I can even see situations like that depending mm-hmm. on like how heinous or like malicious that crime was but I also just feel like um, this is terrible to me to say, so if anyone hates me, sorry. Uh, but why would we rate waste resources on these people that we know that's true. aren't going to really contribute to society? If anything, they're just going to stay in prison mm-hmm. and, like, just take all of the taxpayers' dollars and eat the food and get good doctor's visits yeah. and, you know, be able to do artwork or painting. Because, like, that's what Dacey mm-hmm. did when he was in prison. And
0: they literally put- auction this stuff yeah auction off
1: his paintings to help the other prisoners like
0: yeah i
1: mean i i like to say i'm a really kind and considerate person but it's just like especially for murder and if it's multiple murders
0: and it's premeditated and it's it's premeditated and
1: you obviously have no like you know after interviewing this person you know they're like a sociopath or like a psychopath like all these things like it's very difficult to reform someone into being more productive.
0: Well, in John, Wace, uh, John Wayne Gacy's case, like mm-hmm. he literally, um, if I remember correctly, he had gotten the. Um, oh my god. He had gotten sentenced in something like 1980, but he didn't actually. Uh, get lethal injection uh, until 1994. Oh my god! So yeah, god. that was 14 years that he of was him just, just like
1: chilling in the prison, man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like,
0: and I, I guess I don't know. I, I mean, I guess taking a life like I, it's hard to like. <laughs> I, I mean, okay. How do I say this? Like, I, it's not hard to justify it, like when somebody is as heinous as that. But at the same time, like, I guess you have to almost sit on death row for a while because yeah. what if they find new circumstantial evidence? I'm not perp- or same with him, like... No, no, I totally get... I jail. get what
1: you're saying. It's like you're still going to be on death row for a while and, like, there's ways for you to, like, you know... um I guess, what's the term when you're like, no, I want to, you know, look back at this again. And you like yeah, submit an yeah. appeal. They can just submit an appeal and like, you know, it just it postpones their death date by like a year. Because they yeah. have to like look into these things. Yeah. So like, I'm not saying the death penalty is perfect. I'm just saying that I feel that... Um, I guess in my case, I, I, after we're done with the oh, Gacy yeah. part, Bundy actually escaped from prison. Mind you. When he got caught, he escaped prison and continued killing people. As soon as he escaped oh my god, prison. I did
0: not know that. Yes,
1: so like for me, it's just like, why would you just let him like have the ability to stay? Like you know, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just for me, it's
0: yeah, sick
1: yeah. to think about these people can do all these terrible things to someone, and for me. How do you get to a point mentally that you're perfectly okay with just like torturing and killing someone like that? Like, True. that just doesn't make any sense. No,
0: I agree completely. So, yeah, I mean, just to kind of wrap up a little bit on Gacy, like, you know, the fact that he, like, put all his victims on the land. Ugh. Like, he they buried them under his house, right? Under his house, oh yeah. My like, God. and, you know, a lot of these people would come to him looking for a job or stuff like that because he was, like,. An outstand outstanding citizen. See, you know? and that's like, a good
1: point. You bring up a good point with Gacy. He used his position and his titles was to power. lure people in. Like yeah. he pretended to be a police officer. Yeah. He used his businesses as at KFC and at the construction company to lure mm-hmm. people in. I think he was also one that, like, you know, at KFC, he'd, like, be friends with his workers there. Because mm-hmm. they were all, like, you know, young teen boys and girls and stuff. And he'd, like, invite them over for, like, a mm-hmm. party. And, like, just creepy stuff like that. It's just... Yeah. Ugh. He's sick. Ugh.
0: No, he really is. It's it's really quite disgusting. So, yeah, I just... he's He's a lot. And I think... Yeah, unfortunately, I think I might... <laughs>
1: yeah this is the one this that scares the one, you the most this, because
0: yeah i might i might have like, been a person yeah. And been, yeah so uh
1: that's, well that's a good well, segue because um yeah
0: let's hear about uh, ted yeah, Bundy. honestly so, i don't know that much so i think i would be intrigued to oh, learn it's some it's
1: crazy but um like ethan ted bundy is probably the scariest serial killer for me in terms of i could see myself being one of his victims Mm-hmm. um because my age range like you said he would go after women at, at colleges um he um also it also creeps me out is like he was in the um Mormon community for a little second cuz he dated someone that, that was an LDS person oh. so he would go to these churches and what scares me a little bit is like um not then but like now they have like large folders of like all of the members phone numbers and like oh, addresses wow. and if he had gotten to a point of like a like a um a position in the church high enough he could look at all that stuff yeah and now his world's open to a whole you know new range of victims and stuff. So exactly it really just freaks me out because that was something like because i used to be mormon and um yeah i could totally see myself like meeting him at a park or like meeting him at a bar and just like you know casually chatting up Mm -hmm. not even suspecting the fact that he was a serial killer and that's what's so creepy it's about ted bundy too is like and i think gacy kind of had a little bit of this but because bundy was very intelligent um Mm -hmm. and manipulative He was able, like, because he Bundy was a sociopath, so he doesn't have those, like, typical emotions of, like, empathy, kindness, love, things like that he doesn't have. And so, but because he was so smart, he was able to, you know, manipulate people and, like, say or do things that people wanted to see. So he, you know, emulated these emotions because he observed those around him do it. And that's how he knew how to... Cry. That's, That's how he crazy. knew how to, like, you know, to flirt with girls, stuff like that. And so, um, Bundy uh, started, I guess his murders um, have been, this isn't like 100% factual yeah. because he has been killed too, um, but he murdered between 1974
0: and 1978.
1: Okay. Um, and the total amount of people he killed or confessed to killing is 30. But the true victim total, they believe, is much higher.
0: Dang. Um, but
1: he, um, his ploy for getting women was because he was regarded as charismatic and handsome. Yeah. And um, it's ridiculous because like he used his looks and his charm to lure, lure girls in. Mm-hmm. Um, and he would always do it in a public place, too, which is so creepy. So like he'd just go to a park, for example, and he'd be that guy that approaches you being like, can he help me find my dog? Oh or he'd be the God. guy to approach you and be like, I am so sorry I twisted my ankle. Could you help me, like, get myself to my car?
0: Jeez.
1: And so you'd be like, oh, yeah, I'll be kind, and I'll help you get to your car. And Especially is...
0: because he was, like, that straight, handsome...
1: Right. ...white
0: man, like... He just
1: didn't expect it. And yeah. so, like, you know, these girls would help him to his car, or help him find the dog. We would never be seen again. Um, he very much... Um, was very graphic and just disgusting with how he handled the victims and their bodies he did everything under the sun unfortunately he would torture them commit sexual acts um he would you know decapitate beat them to death rape them like it was he's a total menace like he's disgusting i mean so much so that he referred to himself As the most cold-hearted son of a bitch you'll ever meet what he said this about himself mind you this guy is crazy um and so um his killings were done um through washington oregon idaho utah and colorado so he was moving around mind you so what would happen is he'd stay in like one area and he always liked to target like college campuses where like the girls were and stuff
0: yeah and so
1: he'd like you know do that ploy for like a few months at a college campus and then like you know if the police kind of got somewhat close to his trail he would drive to another state and like do it there
0: and oh so gosh. he just
1: like kept traveling kept finding more and more victims and like um, the problem is when you ca- cross state lines, it's difficult for police forces yeah, yeah, to communicate and express, like, wow, these cases look awfully similar to, like, the dead girls we have up here. So, for example, mm-hmm. there would be, like, three or four in, like, Idaho. But then he'd go to Utah, and there'd be, like, three or four there. Mm-hmm. And then he'd go to Colorado, and there'd be three or four there. Wow. So, like, he could connect the ones in the states... But you couldn't connect it, like, interstate-wise. And so that's why I think he got away with it for a while. But what makes me sad is, like, he didn't... Because he was a sociopath, he didn't have any care for his victims at all. So these people people would find their bodies and they would just be, like, completely naked, just exposed out in the open. Or they'd, like, not have a head or their limbs would be cut off. Like, he just did anything and everything and, like, had no care in the world. Um, I mean, that statement he said about himself was very, certainly true, and it's mm-hmm.
0: scary, but um, yeah. It's just, I cannot believe, like, that's so crazy. Like, I mean, obviously, like, we, I feel, have that empathy, and we have that care for people. But just mm-hmm. to, like, like, what has to go so, I mean, obviously, I think there's, like, whole studies, like,
1: yeah. co- committed
0: to this. Like, um, Like, what brings someone to that point that they want to, like
1: do that to people right yeah
0: take people out like that's horrible i mean
1: unfortunately there's a lot of um for a lot of these serial killers not all of them but a lot of them have like history of abuse within their family when they were like younger things like that like granted those are terrible things but that doesn't make you want to kill people like there's obviously Mm. a disconnect or an experience that they've gone through i mean i don't know if you've heard about it but like um, murderers have, like, these three or, I think, four telltale signs when they're, like, growing up mm-hmm. that can, you know, point to the fact that they are sociopathic and maybe, you know, lacking empathy or kindness. And, like, one of them is, you know, killing animals. Mm-hmm. Um, another one is your um, their desire for, like, fire, for example. So, like, they would burn things.
0: Oh, wow. Like, um,
1: and then the third one... I can't recall the third one. But these are, yeah you do know, I can look it up. But these are all signs, like, um, psychologically, that have been shown that lead to someone being a killer. And, like, these are all signs that Bundy has. These are signs that Gacy has. Because mm-hmm. when they were young, they would kill people. Dahmer had those signs. Like, I yes, don't know if you yeah. saw the show. But uh-huh. he, you know, was super interested in, like the anatomy of animals and then he also you know was interested in experimenting and burning them or like you know putting them in acid things like that so um that is kind of what has been um shown or been more researched as the years have gone on um but with bundy you know unfortunately he did kill a lot of women um Mm -hmm. some in like private locations some in colleges uh, what's super freaky, though, about Bundy is that he got caught, mind you? He got yeah. caught in, like, 19, um, what was it? 1976, I think, is when he got caught. Um, and so, you know, he um, got sent to jail, and he was sent to uh, Aspen in Colorado, and that's where he was at in jail. Um, but what freaks me out is, and I don't know how, but Bundy escaped jail. What the he hell he was he ran away from jail. And because Bundy, you know, he all these murders, he was on the run. Yeah. So he just kept doing what he was doing. He went on the run. And so the police are panicked because they're like trying to find this guy that they know he's a um, um he's a menace to society, he's uh-huh. going to be he's dangerous to society. And, like, in these moments, he uh, ended up traveling to Atlanta and Florida. And in Florida State actually is um, one of the things that got him caught again. But he went into a sorority house and ended up, like, assaulting multiple girls and, like, attacking them in there. Um, And, you know, that kind of led to the police finding him is because they're like, this is Bundy's signature. You know, he's coming in. Attacking and assaulting these women, you know. Um, And so finally in Florida, they did catch him. And he went on trial in Florida. And that was when he was um, sent to death row and was found guilty for the murder of 30 uh, victims. And... uh,
0: Oh, Oh, did did you know what, like, this escape story? I'm just, like, kind of looking right now. Yeah. Um, It is actually showing... uh,
1: Did he escape twice? Yeah. Yes. He escaped twice. <laughs> ah! <laughs> oh, my
0: God. But in that first escape, he elected to be uh, his own attorney. And so it says that. Um, oh, my gosh. Let me see here. But it does say that he had elected to be his own attorney. And so as such, he was excused by the judge from wearing handcuffs and shackles. And so he went into the courthouse's law library to research his case. And while he was being shielded by his guards, he um, hid behind a, a bookcase and then ran from there. So like, yes. so, like, like you were saying that he's so smart and that it looks like he actually literally, like...
1: Yes. So, yeah, that's a good point. So that first one, he was, you know, given that... Um, opportunity to be free from his shackles and that's how he escaped that first time. The second time, the one in Aspen, I believe, he um what it says says during recess he asked to visit the court. Oh, though no, that's the one you were talking about.
0: Yeah.
1: God. No, so he did jump from the window at the courthouse.
0: Yeah, he did.
1: Oh man, that one's wild. Well, there's another one I thought he escaped. Anyway, the fact that he was able to escape shows his um intelligence and that's what's so freaky is like he was able to um i guess he was quick on the draw he was able to like find ways to escape find ways to find victims find ways to go to state to state even though you know his face is out on like you know public display as like you know he's a murderer he still was able to get from like you know colorado to florida yeah and like it's just unbelievable But I mean, it's, this is why for me, wrapping up my part, uh, why he is so scary to me is because I could see myself being deceived by him, thinking he was, you know, a kind, sweet, super smart guy, only to realize he would manipulate me and then, you know, you wouldn't see me again <laughs> it's so, scary. so scary and so that's why i chose ted bundy as my
0: scariest serial killer yeah completely um no and i think it's just it's kind of scary that that kind of stuff is happening like mm-hmm. or that has happened and i can't imagine being a victim of one of these um uh,
1: yeah, I mean, we it's so sad. Like, you have to, like, send good energy and vibes to, like, the victims of their families because, like, these both of these men are super, like you said, heinous, malicious, um, disgusting, and they killed multiple people without any regard. And I think what makes me so sad is, like, um, we don't know how many people they killed, and we will never know how many people they killed because... Yeah. Thirty and that was it for them. They're like, all right, man, like we're you're, that's enough for us to send you to death row, and it's terrible and it makes me so mad. But like, the last act of power that these serial killers have is preventing, or like you know, not giving information to the police. Yeah, that's the last act of power. They're going to purposely, you know, not give victims and their families the um, respect and the closure that they deserve. Mm. They held on to these names and held on to these people. And just like blatantly, like you know, killed them without any regard, and like didn't even care to like know what their name was.
0: Yeah, literally, and that's
1: what makes it so sad. And I don't know, serial killers are scary, and I know there's such an intrigue by them, but I always want to, you know, show that the victims were people that deserved so much more respect and love, and didn't get it from the police or literally. from, unfortunately, these people that you know, seek them out and ended up killing them because of their kindness or their openness to meeting new people and I guess changing their life a little bit. So, I mean, what can you do? All you can do is just be observant and um, do your research, I guess, but I guess that's the good thing now with like the turn of the century is that technology has come. And I think it's really made it a lot harder mm. for people to be serial killers. Like, I guarantee we have serial killers out there, but it's very difficult to kill people now that there's all, someone, like you said, tracing your phone. There's someone yeah. tracing your texts and calls. There's like a lot of things that you could trace now. Uh-huh. It's very difficult to get away with murder. So
0: Totally. Huh. No, it, it's it is really sad, and um, I, I I appreciate how informed you were on all that because I didn't know a lot of the stuff when it came to Ted Bundy, to be honest. Yeah, I mean,
1: I listened to Crime Junkie, and I think I actually did watch a documentary on Ted Bundy, and that's where I learned of his escape, and that just like blew my mind. I was like, oh my yeah. god, this guy could just escape from jail. <laughs>
0: like, Jesus Christ! And then he I know. Goes on
1: another spree, like that just shows. I mean, honestly, it kind of supports my theory of, like, you know, Ted Bundy pretended to be, like, a standing citizen, like, oh, I would never do that, you know, I can change, I am a man who can change, and then, you know, he escapes and then does the exact same thing, like, 24, 40 hours later, like, it did not take him long.
0: Well, and I think that really, like, plays to your thing, like, no remorse, like, total sociopath, like, just taking complete advantage of the yeah. different situations you know
1: exactly and so I, that's what they both have in common they're sociopaths and that's what makes i think the most devious and scary serial killer is the fact that they lack all emotions yeah except for you know pleasure i don't even know if that's an emotion yeah <laughs> pleasure and like you know they love you know and anger i guess it's like the two main emotions they have everything else it's all for show
0: yeah so. it is Ugh. My God. I
1: mean, let's go ahead and wrap that segment. Sorry, guys, that was pretty heavy stuff. Um, but uh, definitely, if you're more interested, uh, we did our best in retelling kind of like why there are scary serial killers. But Crime Junkies, really good podcast uh, for that as well. Um, I also listen to a podcast called uh, Rotten Mango. <clears throat> and that's very much... Um, her name is Stephanie Sue, I believe. And she retells like these stories um but more in like a casual sense kind of like how we were doing but yeah much more you know she has all of her details listed out so yeah she's really good beware though her episodes are like two hours long but they're good so yeah definitely check those two out if you are interested in um learning more about the victims and what happened to them so
0: yeah I, um, and i think you were saying with the crime junkies wait that's what it's called, Crime Junkies? Crime yeah. Rookie, yeah. Um, that they don't actually list even on the episode titles. It's actually the victim, a victim's name instead yes. of actually, like, kind of, like we were saying earlier, like, how right. sometimes they can be glamorized, like...
1: Right, they definitely give power to the victims. Granted, there are a few episodes that, like, you know, they title, you know, for example, if it's, like, a powerful, like, serial killer, they'll title it that. But what makes it amazing is, like, throughout the episode, they're nonstop, like, sharing the victims and... Who they are, like what led them to be found by this person. So I think Crime Junkie does a really good job of like giving the whole overview, like the whole spectrum view of it. Yeah. So Crime Junkie, definitely. If you're interested, go check him out as well as Rotten Mango.
0: Perfect. No, that's awesome. Well, um, I guess kind of like getting into the outro, like what was some like takeaways or something that you maybe took from all of this?
1: I mean, I kind of been noticing and I've just been keeping you know getting more and more informed but my takeaway very much so is you know just keep an eye on your surroundings Mm -hmm. um you know don't go out with people you're not you know familiar with or you're not comfortable with exactly always let
0: someone know where you're at yeah always let
1: someone know where you're at it's very much you know communication is super important and that is what can help you know save your life if god forbid something terrible like this happens but also like public places and yeah always have a buddy yeah power of a buddy right that's how i feel so that's why personally i don't like going out by myself i'm always with someone else too so
0: yeah buddy system it's really important yeah for sure
1: what'd you learn ethan
0: um i mean i like agree with everything you said um and just you know i think obviously be a good person oh yeah (laughs) yes please like (laughs) like, please like give yourself a reality check right I don't even know like I wish like there, not that like people who have these tendencies aren't ever redeemable but I just wish that there was like a way that you could rehabilitate people who maybe are showing these kind of traits because like even with like uh, Jeffrey Dahmer right they said that or he is often blamed that like he didn't come from like a good family situation and maybe if he had come from a good family situation he may have not turned to killing. And I mean, I don't know how true that really is because someone is really the manifestor of their own destiny, but I do feel that maybe, I hope, maybe that we could find like resources that could help.
1: I mean, I think there are a few resources out there. I haven't ever done any like searching, but I know that there are resources for people who have those feelings or like negative thoughts, like abusing someone like that. I think Mm -hmm. there are resources out there. Um, I don't know. I'd have to look. I, I, I'm also, like, uh, pretty sure that there has to be something like that. But the problem is I don't know if there's anything, you know, rehabilitating people back to, like, normalcy. Oh, scene. oh, no. no. And <laughs> that's going to be something that's going to have to come in time as we learn more and more about the human brain. And I think that's, like, the biggest thing, and that's what makes it kind of intriguing about serial killers is, like you know the thought of how does someone get to that point like what part of your brain has to like lose it in order for you to like not have any respect and like purposely go out and kill people yeah so it's very much i think science is going to keep developing expanding and i think the more it expands the more we'll kind of learn or figure out why you know people turn to this yeah
0: that's true so
1: um, but on another note, let's go ahead and do our mini rant. So, Ooh. Ethan, you want to start off? What's your mini rant today? I know you're feeling it.
0: Ha, <laughs> <laughs> ha, Okay. Well, um, my mini rant this week is going to be on hangovers. Oh, man. You know, I think this is really fitting, I especially, like, that this is the last episode we're going to be doing mm-hmm. um, for the year. I think this is uh, so crucial because you know what sucks? Like... I think, like, I can always have, like, a good time sober, but, like, when you're drinking and you're having a good time, like, you know, I am, like, one of the few young people that gets a fucking hangover every single time that I drink more than, like, three drinks. Oh, I do, too. It's okay. And so, like, (laughs) that makes me feel better. Thank you for saying that. Yeah, no, I get hangovers, (laughs) too. But I literally um, feel like I try to be responsible, and I still wake up the next morning nauseous as hell Mm -hmm. every single time. And um I joke around that like I have a hangover drawer at work. Not that I'm like drinking on weekends or, <laughs> or weekdays, but like there are days that you are just not feeling your best. Mm-hmm. So like I have a whole drawer with like all these different remedies just to like bring me to like functioning capacity. <laughs> oh, and so man. it just sucks that like you have to have a hangover. And you know, I think if we didn't have hangovers, you know, I think
1: <laughs> more people would drink. More people would
0: probably <laughs> drink, but I guess the body, you know, you're putting poison into it. I just, I wish that the body could be a little bit stronger. Like, just handle a it a breech, little man. bit. man. Why because... can't the
1: body be in- invincible? Exactly. <laughs> why
0: Why do we have to die young? Why do, or not die young, but I mean. Yikes! Jesus, no, I'm not saying that. God was <laughs> no, saying, like, why do we have to, like, only live, like, 100 years? Like, why can't we just live longer? Why can't the body just handle the shit I throw at it? And I guess I'm upset because hangovers really fucking suck and i'm really dying today um, and so much so that i told pam that i'm probably gonna take a drinking break after my birthday because <laughs> this is literally i'm I reflecting support. on my <laughs> <laughs> i support this. i'm pamela martinez and i support, uh, I this, support message. this message yes. no, I yeah. Ethan, yeah i told
1: ethan yeah i joined him on this drinking uh, you know free drinking ride because yeah Definitely recommend it to anyone if you're feeling like you drink a lot or too much. Maybe give yourself a little bit of a break. It could definitely reset and help you kind of, um, get back to a good starting point point in a better relationship, like you said, with alcohol. Yeah,
0: exactly. So, that's my rant. What about you, Pam?
1: <laughs> um, my rant, <laughs> super random, but, uh, uh. I hate how easy windshields crack on your car. <laughs>
0: for like... real? Oh my god, I, I just choked a little bit. Like...
1: <laughs> I mean, because, I don't know, like windshield, like anything for your car is expensive. Even like an oil changer paying you like $50 or $60. So, you know, having a cracked windshield is always annoying. And it doesn't even take uh, anything big. It could be like the littlest rock the that's rock, kicked up yes. on the freeway. And it has it hits like the perfect spot on your windshield. And all of a sudden you have a star or a cracked windshield. And it's just annoying because I know like the, the city does everything they can do to try and clear like debris and things from the road. But it's never going to be 100% clear. And recently, I've been driving behind a lot of, like, trucks that carry, like, you know, dirt and gravel to one location to another. Yeah. And those are, like, the worst ones because there's always stuff flying off the cars. And so, I guess I'm just so annoyed. Because I have a cracked windshield and I need to get it repaired and I don't want to pay that money. And so oh, I've it just sucks. been. sucks.
0: And it's like $300. I like... know.
1: So I've been pushing it off. It's been like three months at this point And I'm like, I just need to do it before it gets too cold.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and then you're really. And then
1: go, my windshield's going to definitely spider. It's uh,
0: going to be crazy. But. You know, it's, uh, you know, this is the glass companies. It's, they're trying to the take they're, our money. They're, taking, right. my they're money. taking the money. You know what? They're taking our Google money. They are.
1: Know? Jesus. <laughs> zero dollars we get from Bill. yes
0: exactly <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, oh my god
0: anyways um,
1: this was such a fun ride um such a fun uh, first season and we can't wait until we come back next year yes. will likely be when we start season two um but definitely if you want to still see us while we're uh, on our off season um please follow us on instagram that we go off podcast and if you miss us Send us a message. Yeah, Let us know. We're, we're
0: just one DM away. Oh,
1: one DM away. That's I love us, it. Yes. That's the <laughs> um, But anyway, thank you all so much. Do you have anything else, Ethan? Before we end this?
0: Um, no. Just again, like, thank you for the love and support. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, me and Pam did have a discussion because you know I think it it was us, uh, kind of in the best interest of both of us that we decided to like kind of make this a, a season. Because, uh, you know, coming up with the holidays and everything, it's just going to get crazy. And I think me and her missed kind of like our friend time too Uh, individual hangings
1: and then we also realized like maybe we should be like you know more prepared so we'll record a few episodes before we start releasing next time so that we have backup plans so that
0: we're not having to scramble to scramble
1: each week to be like okay when are you free to record yeah so
0: I think we learned a lot of lessons uh kind of with this first season and
1: trial and error trial
0: and error and thank
1: you all for bearing with us as we were going through this process yeah so
0: (laughs) no but just thank you for the love and support um, I, I think we both have gotten a lot of positive feedback and it's really cool to hear that. So mm-hmm. um, as always, just you know, keep living your life, your best life.
1: Go with the flow, guys. Go with the flow. Go with the flow. Exactly. And we will see you next, next year, year on season two when we, we go, go off. off.